Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 21st. Uh, I've been playing around for probably about an hour on YouTube uh, with folks. If you want to know where the, all the links are and you're just listening in your car, there's a link tree down below. You can find the link for to sign up for TrendSpider, which are the charts that I use, which gets you an algorithm. I know I've got a couple of people to follow up with from over the weekend. Please bear with me. Uh, I was just bitching on YouTube. I did my taxes last night. I am still unsure why I owe so much in taxes. Um, I made a miscalculation, but again, if if I can teach you anything, the entire management of your portfolio, the biggest quote unquote hack of your portfolio are taxes. Understand what you're paying in taxes. We have a marginal tax rate system here in the U.S. I don't know for the international listeners, which is about. 15% of the podcast listeners, I don't know what your tax situation is like. I'm not a tax expert, but understand hacking your taxes is 100% easier than getting a gain in the stock market on a short-term trade. 100% you'll save more money hacking your tax. If you need to hire a tax advisor for one year, hire that tax advisor. Get to understand what you're paying in taxes, where your taxes go, and how you can reduce your tax liability, um, whether it's real estate, whether it's uh, financial giving. I give Apple stock, uh, and, and part of the reason I give Apple stock is, so my average price for an a- a Apple share, I think is around 4 or $5 a share. Well, today it's trading for, let's see, 151 158 So if I give four, a $4 share of Apple, and I donate that share of Apple to a charity. Uh, I think recently I donated it to a a pet foundation, um, a couple of shares. It wasn't much. It was, you know, a few hundred dollars. But I donated a couple of shares of Apple. I get to write off $158. Uh, meanwhile, I only paid $4, and I don't need to pay the capital gains. Plus, the charity gets to keep the entire 158. They can sell the stock. They can put it in a portfolio. They can do whatever they want with it, and they don't have to pay taxes on it. So it's a nonprofit. It's a good way to give it, but understand your taxes. And yes, I was hacking my taxes last night, and I didn't do a good job. Um, I essentially made another $25,000 mistake. Could have taken more $25,000 of free money uh, that I wouldn't have had to pay taxes on out of my gains, and I just didn't do it. But um, yeah, hack your taxes. But all the links are down below. TrendSpider, um, it allows you know all the charting that I use is TrendSpider. Visible phone service, if you're paying more than $30 a month for your phone service, there's a link down below. Visible unlimited service for $30 a month. Uh, simple, easy switch. I ported my number in. I think 40 or 50 other people have ported their number in from me. Uh, that are friends, uh, you know, I've got a ton of people over to Visible. Use the link down below. You get 20 bucks off your first month. Um, I don't think I put ID Shop in there, but if, you, if your company needs badges or printing materials, get ID Shop. Just get ID Shop. Uh, it's great. Just go over to their idshop.com. Uh, absolutely 100%. Let's talk about the markets. And let's talk about SPY. Um, I posted... One of the cross-ups yesterday, and, and this is one of those where, boom, I should understand and listen to my own podcast, but this, this chart, and I posted it in the private Facebook group, which again is linked down below, but I have 
D, uh, Dow Jones Industrial, the S&P, and QQQ. And it's just year to date. Well, understand that these indices typically will tend to come together. Whether QQQ is up 15%, the S&P is up 3% year to date, and the Dow Jones is down 2.69%. So it's down. It's at the bottom. One of the cross-ups yesterday was UDAO, uh, an ultra pro Dow uh, triple levered ETF. Well, it's up today. It was up yesterday. It is clear that it had to go up. Um, either QQQ has to come down, the S&P has to come up, and the Dow has to come up, but all of these will converge. Look at the one year. When you go to the one year, uh, they start converging. See how they start converging? They typically don't trade very far away. The three year. You can see the NASDAQ was well extended in January of 2021. So as we started 2022, it had to come down and slowly it came down and the Dow outperformed and now they kind of cinched back up together and you're seeing the QQQ outperform again. Uh, five year, same thing. You know, the, the, the NASDAQ outperformed and tech has greatly outperformed the rest of the indices and the QQQ is heavy, heavy tech. So QQQ is outperformed. Uh, when we look at SPY, we had this buy-in here at 395. This is on the four-hour algorithm in TrendSpider. 395 was the buy-in. You're at 397 right now because you kind of went down. You're just hovering. You're using that 200-day as a resistance level. The 200-day right now is at 394. If we continue to stay above 394, you're in for a probably bull run, I would say. A lot of it depends on tomorrow's Fed decision. Uh, the Fed decision is whether it goes a quarter point, which is the expected, I think it's 84% of the people polled think they'll go a quarter point. Um, I think the rest of the people think it's 0%. But, you know, again, I, I've told friends, if he goes to 0%, what don't we know? Meaning the bank is the banking system in worse shape than we actually know. Because two days before Silicon Valley Bank failed, he was in front of Sen the Senate saying there's no systemic problem in the banking system. Well, if he actually goes to zero and says there's a problem in the banking system, boom, Senate hearings. So he may be admitting defeat. But, um, you know, again, SPY on the daily, 394, we've been using, if, if you look at it on the daily, uh, we've kind of crossed up there. There's no real thing. But if you run the four hour and you look at this four hour chart, it is clear. And again, uh, I use the four hour in my algorithm. We're using that 200 day as a, a resistance level. Well, we've broken through it. So I do think that there's an opportunity there. Uh, TrendSpider last night posted. Um, and this was their, their thing. Uh, the measured move on this most recent breakout would put the index, the QQQ, around $330. It's $308. If we get to $330, you're talking about quite a bullish move that goes back to August of last year. Um, that was kind of the highs that you're looking at. Um, and that was its first breakout over the 200-day in well over, I'd say, what, since December? Yeah. So from December to August, you really didn't break over the 200-day, and then all of a sudden in August, you broke to the 200-day, and then 330 was the resistance level. If we get back to 330, it's quite a big move. Now, what do you want to do if, you're, if you think that the, the QQQ is going to go back to 330? Well, buy TQQQ, because TQQQ is a triple lever. Now, 
I will tell you, I am not so sure that we are in for a 330 move all in one shot. And the reason is, when you look at TQQQ or QQQ, the RSI on QQQ on a four-hour basis is at 66. That's big. You know, people will start selling as that RSI gets, gets higher. So I, I, I question it a little bit, but if this is the start of a bull run, I think it's likely. Uh, let's talk about some stocks. ENPH, Enphase Energy. Uh, this got an upgrade from Raymond James yesterday. Uh, this is one that has been crazy. We don't have a buy-in on the, uh, the, the algorithm yet, uh, but it probably will. The, the MACD looks like it's about to cross up, and you, you, you've been done pretty well on the algorithm on this one. Uh, the PE is 70. The forward PE is 25. There's no dividend on this. Year-to-date, you're down 27%. Over one year, you're up 6%. This was a huge winner. Last year, your uh, 52-week range is between 128 and 339. You are right in the middle of where you are at within that 52-week range. Um, Raymond, like I said, Raymond James put a $225 price target on this. It's trading at 192. That'd be a pretty good move. Um, when we look at some of the insiders, you can see from March of last year. Uh, I'm sorry, March of this year. Um, sale at 214, not, you know, 965,000 from a director, uh, sale at 203, $1.5 million. The big one, the president and CEO sold at 327, 327, $11 million. So he believes that 327 is probably at the top. I mean, that would be my guess. End phase, um, you know, again, if you, if 327 back in January, That'd be a big move from 192, probably a good one. But again, uh, Raymond James upgraded it. Now, banking, let's talk about credit suites. Credit suites is up 1% to 95 cents. Do not touch this stock. Absolutely do not touch this stock. USB, um, USB Bank Corp. Uh, no, USB, I think, I forget what the symbol is for USB. UBS, I'm sorry, UBS. Um, UBS Group. AG registered. This is the bank that bought Credit Suites. This is the one you could probably buy. Uh, probably. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Uh, UBS. This is one that bought Credit Suites. They've got a gap up. They're just crossing up. This is probably in a healthy a, a $22 stock, which is a 10% move. In a super healthy, you're just getting off a C. Essentially, this one on the chart, you bought it 1856 on December 22nd. You had a 16% move up to 20, about 21.50 or so. It's trading at $20.18 right now. Uh, the, the volume was huge yesterday. You can see that just in the volume chart. Uh, FRC, Jim Cramer said he thought it was going to go down at 9.30. Well, little fucker's wrong. It's up at 15.07, up 23% today. It still has not had a crossover. Uh, the MACD crossover is probably happening. I would say it's putting in a base at between 14 and 15 on this one. Um, there is a gap between 51 and 69. I don't think you're getting back to that one anytime soon. I'd rather see you trade this one on the 65-minute algorithm. Again, get TrendSpider, and you can have access to both these algorithms. The 65-minute algorithm still doesn't have you in. 
but it's probably going to get you in uh, in the next candle or so. And remember, it's six, seven candles per day. I forget. I think it's seven candles per day. But um, uh, right now, it doesn't have you in. That MACD is, is still kind of down there. Uh, I would guess that this, in a good market, probably has a $25 price target. Uh, but again, if they have a run and if they have a dilution where they just issue more sales, they're talking about things like that to try and raise some money, you could get completely screwed and this could be a $2 stock. It could be worthless because if the, the, the FDIC has to take this over like Silicon Valley, remember Silicon Valley shareholders got wiped out to zero, absolute zero. So be careful on this one. So where do you want to go? Well, DPSD. I mean, spread your risk, but have it in a three times, uh, uh, three times levered ETF. This one doesn't have a buy-in right now. It will on the next candle. You're at eight dollars ninety-six cents. I was just telling folks on 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 um, YouTube. In my mind, I think this is a nine-dollar stock. You've got a gap up here at, starting at eleven that goes all the way to twelve sixty-six. I think that's where you're going. Uh, I would put a very tight stop loss on this if you're trading it. Trade it on the 65 minute, not the four hour. Uh, it did get a cross up on the four hour, I think yesterday. Um, no, today it's $7.86. It's down to $8.98. If you can get this at below $8.50, I think you're doing pretty well. Uh, if you want to buy it below nine, I'd just have maybe a 5% stop loss on it. Because I think if you're going to lose 5%, I think it's more likely that you're going to lose 10%. So save that 5% and have a 5% uh, stop loss on it. PacW uh, seems to be one that is holding up really well. This is PacWest. I don't know why. Honest to God, I just don't know why. On a four-hour, you you're going to have a cross up here at probably 11. Uh, if they are com to continue... And to have a good, uh, I, I would say the, the kind of support level is about 15 on this one. So if you want to risk it, you might be willing to do this one. I probably would do this one over FRC. FRC is just a little bit more risky than I think PacW. But do your research. I'm not a, a, a perfect, like, I don't know my stuff on this one. I just look at the charts. Now, one that uh, we talked about that is most likely completely safe is Schwab. Schwab? The CEO bought $3 million uh, back on Thursday or Friday or Wednesday of last week. I forget. It might have been Wednesday. At $59 a share, you're trading at $58.08. The, the algorithm finally has a buy-in at $57.17 on this one. These guys aren't going bankrupt. These guys don't have a run on the, uh, their, their, their money. Um, they did need some, some more liquidity, but they're fine. They, they've been around for hundreds of years. They're going to be fine. Uh, I don't think that this is a Bear Stearns. I don't think this is a Lehman Brothers. Uh, I don't think that Jim Cramer is big on Schwab. Uh, he is much bigger on J.P. Morgan, uh, <laughs> uh, which isn't going under either, by the way, anytime soon. J.P. Morgan is actually going to be one that probably backstops it. But uh, anything under 59, I think you're doing fine. And again, it's a long-term buy. This one I would not trade. This one I would just buy and hold. But there you go. Um, you know, F UBS, FRC, DPST, PacW, or Schwab. Take your pick. And if you're playing the banking crisis, do that. Uh, Alex on Facebook asked me about triple, uh, double treble, double levered ETFs, um, gush and drip. 
Um, I have not gone over these because in the energy sector, I always thought it was best to pick your company. Um, and when I say pick your company, there are major differences between energy companies. And, and this one just kind of spread it out. And when I looked at our, uh, our, our a levered ETF list on, um, on TrendSpider, it looks like I only picked a couple of sectors. Energy was not one of them because I do scan the energy sector. So I do um, specifically tell you when specific companies like Occidental Petroleum actually crossed up, Viper Energy, Venom, as I call it, V-N-O-M, uh, crossed up. Um, so I, I, I do look at that. Now, if you wanted to trade Gush on the, the four-hour chart, it doesn't have a MACD cross-up. It's probably crossing up today. There was this gap here between 110 and 114. Um, my guess is if you get up to the 145, you're doing really well. Um, if we look at a long-term chart, uh, just a weekly of Gush, you can see it hasn't been a winner. I mean, it just hasn't been a winner. Um, even from COVID, you were trading at 17 in COVID. Yeah, you 100 times your money, but it doesn't look like you 100 times your money. It looks like, you know, you got a little bump. That's because it's just been a falling knife. And, and drip has been the exact opposite um, because it's a, uh, an inverse to the, uh, to the thing. But you're still losing money. If we look at this one, you were in at 1437. You're up at uh, 1577 right now. But if we look at a weekly, because this is it, uh, a decaying asset, you don't want to own it. And that's why I say in the energy sector, I'm kind of okay with owning uh, uh, the individuals. Uh, but if you want to trade it, you can do this one or you can do my favorites, UCO and SCO. Uh, your boy here lost uh, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on this one uh, in its heyday around COVID. Uh, UCO, you're still not in. It's probably going to cross up today. You got this gap up here between 23 and 20, 24. Um, you're trading at 2282. I think you probably get back to that. But make no mistake, this is a trade. This isn't a long-term hold. Uh, yes, you're up from where your COVID low was. But long-term, this is a decaying asset. Uh, long-term, you do have this gap here between 42 and 58. Do not expect to get back there. Uh, I would be selling this one into the strength. Uh, in fact, it's got weakness right now. But you can see the reverse split of 4 to 1. So rather than gush and drip, I'd probably trade, you know, again, this is crude oil. You'd probably trade this one just for the oil thing. But if you want to trade gush and drip, just be careful. Uh, make sure you have some tight stop losses on there because, again, it's a triple levered ETF. Do not own that one. You trade it. Uh, in the Facebook group, I posted an article, and it was interesting because there were three um, high dividend payers. And I said, it's an interesting one because uh, they all pay super, super high dividend. The first one is Verizon. They've got a 6.97% yield on their dividend. The PE is seven, so it's not super high. It, it's pretty low, in fact. Um, 37.56 is where it's trading. You had a buy-in here at 36.88. Their ex-dividend date is on April 6th, and uh, April 20th is their earnings. So, oh, by the way, before I forget it, uh, I never brought this up, but DPST has a 4% dividend. And uh, I believe it was the opening of today uh, is the ex-dividend date. So you missed it. It's a 4% dividend. 
so those of you that are in DPST, uh, high five because you got a dividend along with a $9 share price today. Um, but the first one in the, the article uh, is Verizon. And the article goes over the reasons to own Verizon. Uh, I think they print money. Again, visible service. Uh, Verizon owns visible. So it, I was literally next to my friend who pays 90 bucks a month to Verizon for his unlimited service. I pay $30 a month. I was getting higher speeds on some speed tests that we were doing side by side. Now he has Android. I have iPhone. I'm long Apple. Uh, I'm also long Google, but I'm longer Apple. <laughs> um, but Verizon was one. The chart looks good. And if you wanted to buy this one, hey, get in. 36.88 was the buy. Um, I think anything under 35 is a great buy for this one. I think it's a $40 stock. Similar to where I'm, I'm holding Cleveland Cliffs at $20 because I think it's a $30 stock, even though right now it's at 18. I'm down on that one, what, 10%, 15%, somewhere in that neighborhood. But I'm holding it. I'm going to buy more. Um, but Verizon was the first one. The second one was PFLT, which is Pennant Park Floating Rate Capital. I have no freaking clue uh, what these guys do. PFLT. Let's look at their financial asset management. Um, is a business development company. It seeks to make secondary direct debit, equity, and loan investment. The fund seeks to invest through floating rate loans in private or thinly traded or small market cap public middle market companies. I have no freaking clue what that, that means, but it's 11% dividend. So it's all that makes money. It's down 5% year to date. Uh, over one year, it's down 18%. Uh, it is 52-week range between 943 and 1438. It's 27% off its 52-week high, 10% above its 52-week low. With an 11% dividend, do not expect explosive growth. Absolutely do not expect explosive growth. Uh, ironically, today, the buy-in is 1022. Uh, that is where the algorithm has you in. Now, this one, if we look at a long-term uh, chart of this and i'm looking at a weekly um and we just go back this one goes all the way back to 2016 and it's trading right around this level uh in 2016 it trades between it looks like 14 and 10 during this entire time i would expect this one as capital becomes more expensive to continue in the downward direction but you're getting an 11% dividend during that time. So PFLT is the second one. Uh, the next one is ARLP, which is Alliance Resource Partners. Uh, ARLP, let me put it into Finviz. It's coal. And I remember the article now, 14% dividend, ARLP. Uh, this one, kind of a falling knife recently. Uh, it's gotten a cross up. 1889 is the buy in, it's trading at 1956. You got a gap up here between 22 and 2220. Might get filled. It's below its 200 day. Um, the article said, hey, coal isn't going anywhere. And while you've got this, here's the thing that you have to know the PE is only four. Uh, the 14% dividend, you're down year to date 3%. Over one year, you're up 36%. You're kind of right in the middle of your 52-week range between 14 and 27. If you're paying a 14% dividend, you're not putting money back in the business. 
So your PE is going to be lower and you're not going to be able to pay back. Um, you're, you're basically paying all your money out to shareholders. Now, pre-COVID, this was trading right where it is today. COVID came, dropped it down to 20, uh, 2020, dropped it down to $2 a share. So you have 10 times your money uh, if you bought it at the COVID low. But you, you've seen that rise. It's just back to where it was. They're selling coal, probably to China, huge coal users. So ARLP, uh, Verizon, PFLT, and ARLP. Those are the three. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to do today was take a look at spider sectors. And I will not go over all of these, um, but I will give you the spider sectors and the list is down below if you don't catch this. But is it, it is XLC. And these are the ones that are in buys. XLC, here's the chart. The buy-in was 53.84. This is the communication services. XLP, uh, which is the consumer staples. This is in, it got a, a buy-in at 71.65, you're at 72.66. Um, XLV, which is the healthcare. We went over how healthcare has just been beaten down. This one had a recent cross-up at 125.07, you're at 127. Uh, the 200 days up here at 132. Uh, healthcare sector's just been beaten down, we went over it yesterday. Uh, XLK, which is the technology, which has not been beaten down. This one is still in a buy. But your RSI is super, super high. It's at 66. XLK buy-in was at 138. You're at 144. Um, so it's probably not a buy right now. XLU, which is utilities. Um, this one, another beaten down segment under its 200-day. The buy-in was at 65. You're trading at 66. And XLY, which is consumer discretionary. Uh, I have this one particularly in our... Uh, core portfolio because I expected it to do really well this year. Uh, back in December, it was at 129. Uh, it did really well and got up to 152 with a 12% gain on the algorithm. Right now, the buy-in was at 139. You're trading at 144. You're right at the 200-day. I expect this one to kind of hang around the 200-day, so I don't think it's a huge one. The next ones that are not buys currently, but might be soon, is XLE which is the energy sector. Energy has been beaten down, absolutely beaten down uh, over the past couple of months. And uh, it doesn't have a buy, but the MACD is about to cross over. So you're probably going to get a buy here at 80. Um, I don't know if you'll make money, but you'll get the buy-in at, at 80. XLF, the uh, financials. This is, uh, doesn't have a buy. Again, this doesn't have a buy, but the MACD is kind of crossing over and is crossing over low. You're at 31.96. Uh, the 200-day is at 34. This is the banking crisis. 100% the banking crisis that has taken this down. So you can invest in that if you think that the banks are coming back. XLI, which is the industrial sector under the 200-day, it's probably going to cross up here uh, at about, you're trading at 99. I think anything under 100, you're fine on that one. Uh, XLB, which is the material sector. I was just looking at Rio Tinto where we were trying to buy it under 50 and it's trading at 66 right now. Uh, that would have been a great buy, but the material sector is kind of having a bounce back. It's under the 200 day. It uses that 200 day and you could trade this one. You're not going to make a ton of money. Your average win on this one is 6%. The actual algorithm on uh, material sector, again, XLB, the algorithm over two years makes you 22% if you get in and out using the algorithm. Uh, the actual asset only makes you 0.33. 
So you're doing well with the algorithm on that one. And finally, XLRE. Uh, I would rather see you play DRN and DRV. Uh, XLRE just traditionally, I, I mean, if we look at this one and we go back to a weekly, I just don't think it's returned what you want it to return. I mean, you go back to um, uh, 2016, if you've been holding this, uh, 2016, you were trading in 30 and you're 36 today. So you've only made tw uh, 20% in what? for seven years now get the hell out of here trade drv and drn those those are the ones that you want to buy i'll give you an, a, 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 an example of like xly you take this one back to 2016 um we'll go back to weekly so we go back to 2016 and you were trading at 70 you're trading at 144 today that's consumer discretionary versus real estate so again, it, it matters what sectors you're in, what stocks you're holding, and what you're looking to do. But if you're just looking at seven years over XLRE versus the uh, XLY, XLY is doubled. So consumer discretion. Now, if you want to talk about XLK, uh, the technology sector since 2016, let's look at that one. Um, because again, it matters where you're putting your money. We go back to weekly and we go back to 2016 and 2016, uh, this was trading at 38, 38 XLK is at 144. So what's that? Seven times your money? No. Five times your money. Something like that. Your boy doesn't do math, especially with uh, taxes, <laughs> but it, it matters where you're putting your money matters. Um, so let's go over some scans. I'll put all, all of that's in the notes if you want to look at those, which, which sectors are in, which sectors are out. Uh, but again, it's on a four-hour algorithm and it changes. Um, I'm just looking, if you're looking at buying a stock, look at some stock where, you know, again, it's in a sector where that is actually doing well. Uh, if a sector is not doing well over the long term, maybe you don't want to get into that stock. You know, you don't want to hold it, you want to trade it. Scans, Occidental Petroleum, buy-in at 58.98. You're trading at 60.45. Anything under 60, buy it. Anything over 60, eh, you can sell it. Boeing, uh, they sold their Dreamliners. It's up 1% to 207. I've said something around 200 is probably a better buy. This has a buy-in at 203. Again, it's at 206. I think it's a $220 stock. Boeing's a good one. I think I bought at 220 with the weekly stock pick, which again, is this week is Microsoft. Venom or Viper, V-N-O-M. I always call it Venom. 2740 is the buy-in. What I want to warn you about is this is kind of a hype. Um, Viper Energy, and this is an energy company with a PE of 13, a forward PE of 16. They have a dividend of 3.65. Year-to-date, it's down 11%. So you're, you're pretty much right in the middle of your 52-week range. It does have a cross up below its 200 day. So I don't want to scare you away from this one. It might be a $30 stock, which is kind of where the 200 day is trading. Um, but it, it has had a pretty good move here from about 25 to 27, which again, isn't a huge move, but it's enough to make some money. Uh, and we talked about NXE yesterday, next Terra Energy, next gen, next gen. Uh, this one had a buy-in at $3.70. You're trading at $3.78. Uh, energy seems to be back. Uh, now, some of the levered ETFs, H-I-B-L, H-I-Boy Larry. 
Um, this one had a buy-in at 26.88. This is an S&P high beta bull three times uh, of the S&P. Uh, you're up 5% today at 28. So 26.88 was the buy-in. Today you're at 20, 28. Uh, it had a buy-in yesterday. If you have after hours, you could have bought in the after hours. URTY, uh, I think, isn't that like a Cypress Hill song or something? Uh, URTY is the Pro Ultra Pro Russell 2000. 34.88 is the cross-up. It is up 6% at 37.24 today. URTY. UMDD, uh, Ultra Pro Mid-Cap. 400. This one had a cross up at 1663. You're trading at 1750. You're up 5% today. Uh, and we talked about DPST. This one had a cross up at 878, I think. Um, 786. 786. You're at 881. You're down from where we were this morning at about nine bucks. Um, again, I kind of expect this one to continue to fly. Now let's talk about some, of, I'm going to list these down below. I'm not going to show the charts. I'm going to list these down below, but we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Vanguard low cost ETFs that had cross ups on the four hour algorithm. Nine of them, VEA, VTV, VNQ, VXUS, VYM, VWO, VBK, VB, and VO. Those are all symbols. I'll have them listed down below. They all have entries. I do not trade those. I look for entries. I look for solid placement of those. So understand that the, 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 the vanguards are just tools. They are long-term buys. Uh, let's talk about some of the S&P and, and some of the other ones. Uh, Marriott International, MAR, just kind of dipped under its 200-day. 163 is the buy. It's trading at 167. Um, their next catalyst is May 2nd which is their earnings. The, the MACD is kind of, the last time it was trading, when the MACD was down here, it was at 148. We got a 15% uh, uh, buy in the algorithm. So 15% gain. Uh, another uh, travel one, Sabre, S-A-B-R. These are the guys that do the software for the travel industry. $3.91 was the buy. You're up 6% today to $4.16. Uh, their next uh, catalyst is May 1st for earnings. This uh, RSI was way down around 27. Today it's at 39. Um, my guess is that you get back up here to 519, which kind of puts in a shelf. You do have a gap up here between 625 and 686. You could get back up there. Uh, this gap was filled on the way down, so it really doesn't have a, a, too much of a magnet. But I would guess that 484 to 506 probably provides some resistance and in that gap. But SABR. Uh, and because I was in Airbnb, I got to tell you, I love that freaking app. Um, I really do. I mean, it, when you can rent it with the click of a button and your host is good, uh, you get good reviews, you get good, you know, good. I think it's grown into itself. Um, I hate cleaning fees. I hate the fact that you have to pay these cleaning fees. I hate that I have to, you know, strip the beds. Uh, this particular Airbnb, we didn't have to strip the beds. We didn't have to put the laundry in. We didn't have to do anything other than take the trash out. And the only reason we had to take the trash out is they didn't want bugs. That's it. And they have bears. So they want the bear to break into the, uh, the bear box instead of um, uh, breaking into the house for food. So 
you know, again, 117.62, in my mind, I think anything under 150 on this one is a pretty good buy. It's kind of like Snowflake. Um, yeah, Snowflake, sometimes you buy it above 150 and you wind up going down to 120. Uh, what's Snowflake at right now? Snowflake is at 136. So sometimes you buy it over 150 and it goes down. You just buy a little bit more. I think Airbnb is similar to that. Um, it, it's enough of a mainstay in our society that I don't think it's going anywhere. Another travel name, booking.com, B-K-N-G, booking holdings, I guess is what it's called. Had a cross up here at 2,493.73. You're close to its uh, 52-week highs here, so I would be a little bit, um, uh, you know, you're 3% below your 52-week high. The P is 32. It's a little bit expensive year-to-date. It's up 26%. Over one year, it's up 16%. Their, P, their forward P is only 15. So if they continue to grow uh, like they have been, if we're heading into a recession, eh, could be a problem. Uh, MCHP, which is Microchip Technologies. Actually, you know, I'm just going to read these off. Um, this is one that had a buy-in here at 8231. Uh, 83.42 is where it is. I don't know anything about the damn company. It just came up. CSX, which is I think is the railroad company. Um, this one has tipped down. 29.21 was the buy-in. You're trading at 29.44. Uh, if you want to take advantage of this one, I think you're getting it at a pretty good price. Um, but again, you have to worry about kind of the regulation, kind of the cost, blah, blah, blah. Ross stores. When has anybody been in a Ross store where there hasn't been crap all over the floor? Um, they're finally getting to cover this gap. The gap goes down to 97.33. The cross-up is a 102. You're trading at 104. I'd kind of be a little bit careful of this one. Um, but 102.15 is the buy-in. Lululemon. Uh, I talked about this one yesterday. Uh, I thought, you know, we, we had a cross up here at 292. It has another cross up. Kind of went down. The, the, um, the, uh, the algorithm didn't get you out, but we had another cross up. The RSI is at 54. I say anything under 300, buy that one. Uh, I think you're doing pretty well. And again, Warner Brothers, we had kind of the cross up as well. Uh, WBD. Uh, same kind of situation as Lulu. You just have a cross up. 1426 is the buy-in. Um, you're up at 1462. The MACD is, is kind of in no man's land and the RSI is at 52, which is no man's land too. Your next uh, catalyst are the earnings April 24th. So nothing real exciting. Uh, but today I would play the, the DPST. I think DPST, buy into Schwab. You know, if you think um, that, that uh, the Qs are going, buy into the Qs. You're looking at a pretty good day up. Um, you're looking at the, the uh, looks like the Dow. I got to look it up. I think uh, Active Trader Pro is not, not winding up. But most of the, uh, the core portfolio is way up. Bank of America is up 4%. Um, Devon is up 3%. Goldman Sachs is up 2%. Uh, Meta, which has just been a monster, is up over 200 uh, MPLX is up 1%. Oxy is up 2% over 60 uh, QCLN, which has been, you know, doing okay, up 2%, Qualcomm up 2% at 124. Roblox, which has just been a monster, is up 2% at $44. Remember when this was trading at $28? And I said, yeah, we want to get into that one because I think it's a $30 stock. Well, it completely blew my mind. The most recent buy in the algorithm was $39.56, and you're up at $44.29. So you've easily made your 10% there. Um, Shopify's at 44. I said anything close to 40 
was a buy-in on this one. 39.56 was the algorithm buy. Uh, well, wait, let me wait till it finishes. But Shopify, um, 41.31 was the buy. When it got under, thir- under 40 at 39.02 on March 2nd, that was probably the buy. Um, back here on March 13th, it dipped down to 39.79. Uh, you're at 44. Uh, I think it, you know, it's going to come to fill this gap between 46 and 52. I, I'm a big believer in Shopify. Uh, Target, uh, it's even today, but it's at 163. I think it's going to that 250. Uh, we talk about it all the time. I think it's between 170. Um, I'm sorry. There's a gap up here, which has been filled. The gap here to 212. I think that one gets filled at some point in time this year. Tesla is up 3%. They got an upgrade from their junk status um, to corporate status or something like that. XOY, like we talked about, up 1%. Exxon is up 3%. So you've got opportunities in this market. Again, tomorrow is the Fed decision. We'll know that at about 2 o'clock. Uh, Kathy Woods is on, um, on CNBC. Her RK is up 2%. It's under 40 bucks. I think you can buy it under 40 bucks. Uh, I don't own any of the ARCs anymore. I own a good amount of their um, core portfolio. I don't own Roku, don't own Tesla. So I should probably shouldn't even say that. What am I saying? Okay, sponsors. Um, visible service is if you're paying anything more than 30 bucks a month for your phone service. Again, the link is down below. Uh, Trendspider, sign up for a 25% discount using the code DSP25. You'll get access to my four-hour algorithm, uh, the 65-minute algorithm, uh, all of the lists that I have, all of the scans that I have, anything that you want in Trendspider, I'll absolutely help you set up. Um, and ID Shop. I just found out I'm going to Chicago and to Houston in April for a week uh, around Easter. So I don't know where I'm going to be, but I think the month of April, I'm on the road quite a bit. So uh, get me while you can uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Again, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please just go over and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you made it 42 minutes into this podcast, you like me. You really, really like me. So just jump over there. You can get to see my daily hairstyle when I whirl out of bed and do this show. Um, but again, you know, just subscribe. I'm looking for more subscribers over there. I have tens of thousands of listeners to the podcast that probably listen in your car. Uh, Aren't you interested to see what I look like? (laughs) Maybe not. No, nobody's excited about that. But um, yeah, just go over and and subscribe to the YouTube. Again, the link tree is down below. Uh, If you make money, if I got you into DPST, if I got you into any of these banks, uh, the tip is absolutely appreciated. I do this completely gratis. Uh, I get some money from the ads, uh, complete disclosure. I think it's less than 30 cents an episode. So I do this out of the kindness of my heart. Think of me as a bartender. If I turned you on to something and you made money, eh, just tip me like a, you would a bartender. Um, I will lose you money in the future. I guarantee you of that. Anybody that says they will not lose you money uh, absolutely is 100% lying through their teeth. Uh, there will be times where I am wrong. Uh, I am I am wrong a lot. Uh, I'm also right a lot. Like I said, you know, the Dow Jones, uh, UDAO, uh, that's just, let's see where UDAO is. Uh, we can look up the chart here. Uh, UDAO was a cross-up from yesterday, and the cross-up happened at $50.36. Right now you're trading up at 52. So you made what, 4 or 5%? Not a bad, you know, up Dow. 
Uh, Ultra Pro Dow 30. It's only for 30 stocks. So uh, your 200 days at 57, that'd probably be where I would think, you know, if you get to 55, I'd probably think about taking some profits. It's a good 10% in this one. But the MACD is still down. The only thing that would worry me about buying in at 50, 52 right now would be that the, uh, the RSI is up at 50. I mean, that's no man's land. So that's the only thing that would worry about me. But when I look at this chart that says that the Dow has to come up year to date um, in order to meet the NASDAQ and the S&P, I kind of think, um, you know, you're down 2% on the Dow and you're in a, a upward trend. Um, the others are in upward trend as well. So I would kind of think that you'd be okay. But uh, again, do your own research. So have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow.